Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of HP Critical Podcast, where my friends and I talk all things gaming. And as per usual, I'm joined by the whole crew this week. Somebody was having a great time last week. I hope he enjoyed his lovely vacation. But Absolutely did. So, hi, Gabe. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It's it's going. It do be going, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, do be going. You know, give us a little, like, razzle-dazzle for returning? Razzle-dazzle. I mean, I, went to, I was absent last week because I went to Disney Don't World. Don't tell him. Keep it a, a secret. I'm not going to tell you which Disney World I went to. And before you say there's only one Disney World, I call all Disney's Disney World. So the one Damn, in California. How's, how's, how's Disney Paris World. <laughs> Yeah, you see, that's the secret. Uh, but no, besides <laughs> that, I'm good. I mean, a um, little heartbroken, not going to lie. We got some very sad news this uh, this week on Breath of the Wild 2. Oh, uh, no, yeah, I'm not talking about real life stuff. Oh, uh, real oh life my stuff God. I was like, did someone is... die? <laughs> I mean, I did have um, his, his heart died a little bit. Shit. <laughs> one, of, one of my friend's dogs died, did pass away, and he was a very oh, cute no. little uh, rest in peace Zion, a little lovable furball. Um, but besides that, everything else is uh, going, going good. Going good. In like personal life stuff, not gaming, the gaming world. Hi, Gabe. Did I bring the mood down with the with the sí, death of the dog? Es tan triste. ¿Por qué? Because you you asked me what's going on in my life the past two weeks and several weeks. Oh, I mean, I got a haircut. I didn't have a haircut last time I was on. Muy mal. No bueno. I feel like you're uh, practicing your Spanish more than you're actually trying to have a conversation with me. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly How have you been beautiful? I'm sorry, first of all, before you tell me how you've been, Gabe, you're beautiful too because I <laughs> am an equal opportunity beautiful giver. Appreciate that, Well, now you are I don't beautiful. Feel you're very also beautiful. Kelly, Kel's Meister, the big K. Kelly, Kelly's coming through. <laughs> Have you been? I'm sorry for anyone watching. Um, we're getting the gaming news, but I feel like I haven't seen my friends in a while, so we're gonna get there. Calm down. We'll get there. How you been? And I'm... anyone listening, we're gonna get there. Don't don't skip this. You should also know how your co-hosts are doing. Uh. Us. Can I go? Uh, <laughs> I've been good. I'm buying a house. Uh, I'm working. I'm turning thirty. I applied for graduate school. Uh. <laughs> I played Subnautica for 20 minutes today. Nice. Uh, that's about it. That game. I'm trying, but it's like, honestly, you know, what's hard about it is like, I hate open water. And it's like, yeah. you're just like in open water the whole time. Like, it's just all you water. I'm like, anywhere. Well, you can't. It's, Maybe a, it's, a lot. it's called Subnautica. I know, but Wait, like, you yeah. know, but yeah, you're just swimming. I mean, if I was in like yeah. a boat or something or a submarine, like the like, second one, us. Uh, Subnautica zero. You get you walk. Yeah, below zero. You get to walk. You're on icebergs and stuff. Oh well, that's the one I'm playing, but it's mostly. Oh shit! Never mind. I played the first one and I wanted to. It's mostly underwater, though. Yeah. 
But anyways, I'm doing I'm doing well. Thank you, Jarrell. I hope you're doing well as well. I am. I'm sorry that I kept cutting you off. <laughs> it was like, shut the fuck up and let me tell you how I'm doing. <laughs> I apologize. I got a little carried away there. I'm sorry. You know, life happens. I just miss my friends. Brandon, I know how you're doing because we just talked. But I said, fuck you. How you doing? <laughs> I mean, freak you. We're live. That's right. Freak you. <laughs> my bad. Oh, man. How are you, Brandon? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. This is this is hasn't been too bad a week so far. I am like uh, in gaming news on uh, my personal gaming news rather. I'm like super close to finish finishing the Great Ace Attorney two, and I know I'm gonna be feeling pretty bittersweet about that because I got really attached to this cast, and then you know got to say bye. I re- this happens to me every time I finish like a a very story driven game, mostly RPGs. I'm like ah. Uh, I'm happy that I'm done. I'm happy I saw the story to the through. But I'm gonna miss these people. That, 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 like, I think the most like, like not really depressed, but kind of depressed I've gotten in a long time was when I finished a Tokyo Mirage session uh, stream series like two years ago. Yo, I got really attached to that cast, and I was like hurt. I was like listening to music for like a week, listening to the music from that game for like a week to help me cope. Uh, but yeah, I'm almost done with that. Triangle strategy has been going well, but it's starting to get hard. Like I'm playing on normal difficulty, and like these missions, they're they're you, it's way harder than Fire Emblem. Let me just put it that way. Like that, like I actually gotta like think about what I'm doing, or else I, I lose somebody. And you don't got no um, what was it called? Divine Pulse, like in the Fire Emblem. So you like, oh damn, I lost the unit. Let me rewind a few turns and make this right. Nah, 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 nah. If you got if you if you make a mistake, you either gotta live with it for that mission or restart the whole thing. So like classic Fire Emblem. So I'm like, whew. but it's good. It's the not st- the same. But the story there is no permanent death, and there is no permanent death. Change the difficulty mid battle, so it's not the same. You can't change the difficulty mid battle. I am not doing that though. I'm 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 staying on normal the whole way through. And yeah, you're right. There is no perma death, so it's not that bad if you lose someone. I have accepted their defeats in several missions, but uh, I try not to because if they're not in the battle, they ain't getting experience, and that'll bite you in the long run. You'll have to grind if you don't if they're not getting the experience, and that's that could be that could be more time consuming in the end. So I'm trying not to. Have anyone lose? If 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 they lose, I'd rather be near the end of the battle than the beginning. So they're not, you know, it's it's not as bad. <clears throat> that was me during Tales of Arise. I played on the like second to the the not hardest, but the one right underneath that. Mm. And I was like, I'm not going back. I can do this. It's the dumbest decision I ever made. I'm never gonna finish that game. If I would have not played on that, I probably could have been done if I'd have played fucking normal, but I thought I was the coolest shit. And I was like, oh, it's my first Tales game. Look at me. I'm all badass. And <laughs> turns out that I was just trash. Um, so don't be like me. Let's talk about some games now, since we're all sprinkling games in there. Um, I, I think the game. biggest... Yes, you did. You were very oh. disappointed about Breath of the Wild 2. We had a whole I was death playing. In I didn't ask what anybody was playing, so, like, (laughs) Brandon just decided to tell us. Um, Well, we haven't talked about what we've been playing for a while. It's just like... I know, we don't want to do it today, because it's already 8.20. So, that's because you cheated. Anyway, (laughs) we can do it after, but for right now, I want to talk about E3. Is that okay? No. Yeah, okay, great. Anyway, anyway, the big news is that E3 2022 has been canceled. Now, I have been at a place where I did not have my phone almost all day. I thought it was just canceled uh, physically, but no. The physical and digital presentation of E3 has been canceled. There is literally no E3 at all whatsoever in 2022. There Mm -hmm. is, like, nothing. 
ain't no big companies getting together, ain't no Microsoft, you know, taking over because everyone else has already dropped out. There's literally no digital or physical E3 at all. Um, and so the question pertain pertaining to the to the topic is how, first of all this surprised me a lot because even during covid every year we've had an e3 like i don't nope. think 2020 um, we did not aside from yeah well i was getting there okay sorry <laughs> continue aside from Optional day I'm messing up everywhere. Uh, aside from the 2020 cancellation, obviously due to COVID, um, there hasn't really been a year where we haven't had an E3. Um, and even after that, you know, and, and with COVID restrictions, you know, COVID restrictions uh, being removed everywhere now, um, people really thought that there was going to be an E3, even a physical one. You know, there's still a, a physical PAX. Like, I, I can't tell you any place that actually requires masks anymore. Like, we're getting back to normal. So um, this comes as a shock, I think, to everyone that there's not a physical or digital E3. So um, really, I just want to know your first impressions when you heard the news. I beat time to uh, etch out that tombstone for them. Yeah, That's, that was your first impression. Was the sofa? That's it. I mean, it's like you <laughs> said. It's like you said, though. Like everyone's still going, you know. And almost immediately after, e uh, you know, the E3 news came out, Summer Games Fest was like, <laughs> "We're still gonna have our thing starting June, whatever." So it's kind of like, I guess they didn't. They, it seems they didn't have enough. What's the word? Enough interest from other companies to have their digital events. Mm -hmm. Was that the word? I don't think it's the word I meant. You know, you're, you know what I'm trying to, to get. It. Brandon knows what I'm trying to get to, but like, yeah, yeah, it kind of seems like a lot of people didn't put their chips in to wanting to be there for E3 for a digital event. Mm, so you think not enough like people were interested or not enough people signed up, so they were just like cancel it because we won't have enough interest, so we don't have enough um, developers coming, etc. Like we don't have enough companies to make a digital event. Yeah, because it's like you know, at this point, it's you know. PlayStation has their own thing. Um, Nintendo, although they are part of E, you know they do come E three and they have their E three direct. They don't have to do that. They could if they they could easily. I'm sorry, I have something in my eye that's really burning. That's why I'm blinking a lot. Um, but they could have you know Nintendo can easily just say I don't feel like you know being there digitally this year. I'll do it whenever I'm ready. So mm. that's that's what I feel it's like. And you know maybe I'm wrong, but maybe. It's a lot cheaper to get your stuff on the Summer Game Fest, which is why they're like, yeah, let's just wait for that instead of going to E3. Uh, you know, I think this is a sad day for everyone, even if they weren't going to E3, because let's be yeah. real, everybody capitalizes off that time in June. PlayStation yeah, does, yeah, sure. does, even if they're not a part of, you know, the actual show, they're still capitalizing off of E3, like... It's always like, oh, E3's yeah. on Friday and Saturday, we'll present on Sunday, or we'll present on Thursday, you know? Like, it's always around that time, so I think it's really interesting yeah. that E3 was just could like... could be a loss in faith. Fair. Kelly, I know you just heard it. What's your thoughts hearing that? It's okay. Honestly, not gonna lie, I just found this out, like, less than an hour ago, so I'm on the same page as you. No, I saw it on Twitter. Oh, well, earlier. apparently I'm the last person to find <laughs> um, out. Yeah, but I I kind of feel like Gabe is probably right. Or like I was gonna say there's not enough games, but like they're not showcasing the games, they're showcasing the companies that have the games. So if there's not enough games or enough interest, 
I think that's why. Like, if you don't have anybody filling the show, who cares? And I don't know. I feel like these conferences and stuff used to be, like, the in-person thing to do. Like, they already took a hit by not being in person. It's not the same at, on digital. And then now, if you can't even... I mean, I don't know. People are going back, but there's, like, a new variant. I don't know, like... People are going back and stuff, but there was this whole thing at a couple of conventions lately where people were like COVID positive, still going. <laughs> and it's like, uh, okay, guys, that's kind of defeating the purpose. Like, don't go. But this is where we're at uh, in life. So I, I'm not going to any cons probably because I'm broke. So um, I have no comment, but I would have probably liked to see them digitally. That's, that's all I can say. But I wasn't going to pay. So... You're not getting my money, no matter what. So maybe they can't afford it because they don't get my money. $5 per presentation. <laughs> <laughs> Pay-per-view E3. Oh, God. That will be the real death of E3. Honestly, for me, I think the biggest, like, to go along with what you guys said, like, the biggest company usually at E3 is Microsoft. Mm. And um, now, because, you know, PlayStation's out and Nintendo's out, um, even though, like I mentioned, they do things mm. around that time. Um, so I wonder if it's just what you guys said, which is Microsoft has hired all these studios, but they don't have, excuse me, they don't have the, you know, games or content coming out. So they're just like, we don't have anything to show off. And if that's the case, like, what do you show a bunch of indies from random developers that are going to pay X amount of money to, to make a commercial. Mm -hmm. But of course this is all speculation. I don't know what's going on. I have no idea. You know, we're just hanging out. Sorry. You know, I will say though, well, really quick before Brandon goes, I will say though, this is kind of a good thing because we already know the games that are coming out this year, next year and probably in two years. So it's like, it's better that they don't have the event at all instead of giving us an event where they just show the same things that we're already we're already seen coming out. Like another trailer for Hogwarts Legacy. Don't get me wrong, I want to see another trailer, but it, it's I feel like it's too soon. Another trailer for Hogwarts Legacy. Um, we know there's going to be a Madden uh, trailer because that always comes out around September. So it's it's kind of like the little gray area of it. But go ahead, Brandon. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say, like, uh, Darrell kind of touched on it uh, when he was speaking that last year when they did the digital E3 back in 2021, um, you know, Xbox or rather Microsoft and Nintendo were there. They, they did have a presentation. But looking at that E3, there was I, I at first I was excited because it seemed like there was more presentations than there ever been before. So last I was year? looking at. Last year, yes. And, and yeah, there were like a lot of, like, if you looked at the E3 like schedule board, there was like different things you say, it's like, oh, wow, there's so much. And then I was thinking to myself when I had seen that was like, okay, maybe there's an, there's an advantage to E3 being digital. They can get so many more presentations if they're all digital. And then we watched them, and so many of them were, I'm sorry to say, there were so many of them were just nothing. They were Man. just like they were just like indies. Like I I know because last year I was like covering the I watched every single presentation and there were some of them that I was just like suffering to keep all these notes. So like uh, just like and I felt bad because there's so many other things I would have been writing rather writing about, but I wanted to make sure I was keeping notes and everything. And I was just like, so this is not the way the E three should go. <laughs> yeah. Like the, like qu qu quantity over quality is not the way to go. Um, so if, if the ESA or the industry was getting into their mind that E3 2022 digitally was going to be the same, 
I think that it was probably just for the best to probably just wait until they feel safe to actually have a physical event uh, because I just really don't think that was a good format. I, 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 I don't know what I enjoyed worse, uh, what I enjoyed least, rather. Um, <laughs> E3 last year or the original Summer's Game Fest? Like, both of those were, like, <laughs> were pretty rough. Um, yeah, so... I, I guess the question then is, like, do you risk not having an entire year because your content is lackluster? Assuming that, like, just assuming that that's the reason. Do you yeah. risk not having an entire, you know, conference just because your content is lackluster and come back next year? Or do you just, you know, carry on for that viewership and that continuity? But I guess the answer is... Well, there's... <laughs> like, well, quite frankly... Assuming. Quite... Quite frankly, both of those things you said, Drew, are are is a lose lose. Yeah, like you said, they if they could have done another digital twenty twenty two that could have gotten the same overall negative reception that twenty twenty ones did, and it'll make E three look worse. Or they risk just not do, just don't do it at all this year, and then you know they've said that hey we'll be coming back twenty twenty three stronger. But the thing is, a lot of people are already starting to have their doubts, like that this is the like you know this is the second year now that they've completely not done E three at all, and then last year was only digital. It wasn't like them fully coming back. So to some people, they're just they're just straight up even writing off last year, saying, "Hey, E three has been gone for three years now," and you know that doesn't look good for the overall future of the presentation. I think people are starting to care less and less and less and the industry itself starts is starting to devalue e3 whether you know the consumers or the companies know it or not like sony had already just jumped ship years ago they just said hey we're not part of this we'll we'll do our own thing and nintendo to their part has technically participated in e3 but only really done like directs for like since 2013 and you know they, they, they have they have a foot in the door and they have a foot out is basically what nintendo says I disagree. I don't think that the industry is losing interest in uh, E3 or losing faith in E3 at all. However, what I will say is, despite E3 not being here, I still think that this year is a crazy year for games. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, this year and next year is a crazy year for games. You know, we've got Forspoken coming out later. We've got Hogwarts Legacy coming out later. We've got Elden Ring that just came out. Uh, We've got some serious bangers uh, as as compared to last year's... um, what were the games last year that were like game of the year? I remember them being kind of lackluster. Who cares? I don't care. Um, point being, I think that this year is already looking better for games despite not having um, E3. And I think yeah. next year we have some games that have also been delayed that are still going to be like big contenders. Like those big games that we've been waiting on are still there. So if yeah. you don't have E3, yeah. that's totally fine. Yes. However, yeah, go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, 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 s- no. Go ahead. I was going to, what I was going to say was. <laughs> It, it makes it just a, that much more mysterious why they didn't think it was worth it. Because no, I it doesn't. Feel, We've not? already seen this shit. We don't need to see it again. We yeah, know it's that, coming. That, yeah, like, that's the like, whole point. Okay, fair. It, it, yeah, it goes back to my question. Would you want, you know, to not have an event or would you want to run another event where you're seeing games that you've already... Like, we already know... If they were to show it, we know what's going to happen. We're going to see Hogwarts Legacy, Forspoken again. And again, I'm not saying it wouldn't be nice to see a new trailer, but... E3 was usually held as kind of like, you know, it was half new new stuff and then half like, you know, stuff that's we've heard about and is now being shed more light on. But the stuff that would most likely be shown this year, we know what's going to be coming out. I guess the only like if, from a perspective of mine, I guess the only game I would want to see that would surprise me if I saw it E3 would be the new Pokemon games, for example. Or a, or you know a port of one of the old Zelda games. And that's so it's like out this year too, like the new Pokemon. Yeah. Like, this year is literally packed. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but I think I think that's the other thing though. Everything is so like you know. Obviously, we have dates, we have uh, time windows and stuff. But lately, a lot of things have been being delayed or pushed around. So it's kind of like you don't really know when it's gonna come out. So you don't mm-hmm. want that big E three platform like oh, but you said on E three that this game's coming out. You know then because then you're just gonna have your social media flooded with a bunch of people. Hey, bro, where's the game? Where's the game? Yeah. You know, and like Elden Ring. <laughs> PlayStation has done this where they had an entire year of E3 that was just a recreation of the year prior for the big like three or four games and I think that was like the last year that they attended E3. It was around when they did The Last of Us 2. It was literally new footage of games that they showed of the previous E3 and everybody was like, why are we seeing this again? Like, y'all don't have anything ready. And then they were like, you know what? Y'all right. Fuck this. We're not doing this anymore. <laughs> yeah, so that's true. They because That's they true. learned their lesson. Um, and uh, there was something else I had to say about this. Oh, I think the company that would have benefited the most from this is Microsoft. Because I can't tell y'all what's coming for Microsoft. Um, I think the last time they had a presentation was, I think, last year's E3. When I saw Redfall, which I was super excited for. They showed off that Star... Is it... What's that? Starfield? Starfield, yeah. Mm-hmm. They showed off Starfield. Other than that... It's been kind of quiet so. over at Microsoft. Have I been? Am, am I missing anything? Like, it's been kind of quiet at Microsoft for all those. Uh, I mean, uh, they could have the they could have showcased you know some update to Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when your yeah, E3 presentation is a Halo yeah. Infinite update, um, but but yeah, that's what I mean. Like the people who could have been the company who could have benefited the most is probably Microsoft, and yet. I haven't heard a single thing about a game coming from any of the studios they've acquired recently at all. I mean, PlayStation has had their state of play already. Nintendo's had their direct already. They've had, like, multiple, and it's only March, right? Like, or, or they had, like, specific ones. Like, I know PlayStation had one. I think they had one, like, earlier, like, not PlayStation, uh, Pokemon had one. Like, they've had specific directs for, like, specific games. PlayStation has had their state of play Microsoft, y'all been silent. What's going on over there, y'all? Call me. Let me know so I can get the scoop and post it on the podcast. Um, speaking of the scoop, here's the scoop I didn't have. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> because I was working like the hard money earning man I am. Uh, a judge has approved Activision Blizzard's $18 million harassment settlement. And you know what Christy said today? That's not enough money. And you know what, Christy? I agree. The company's settlement with the uh, U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission has been approved for $18 million for their harassment um, uh, uh, issues, which we've discussed at length on this podcast. If you have not heard about it, please go back to a previous episode where we do a deep dive of the uh, Blizzard Activision situation. Yeah, so uh, they had a settlement for $18 million. Um in September the two organizations had announced the settlement in September but is now being signed after California state regulators had tried to intervene. Activision Blizzard has been under intense scrutiny since California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing uh, filed a harassment lawsuit in July. What is What month is this? We're, in, we're about March. to be in April but it's the last day of March as of this recording. Dang, it's been almost a year and they finally settled on $18 million dollars. Um, I mean, are we shocked with the U.S. justice system? All these courts, all these things take forever. No, I, I, yeah, yeah, but, like, not even that. I just think you don't get to settle for something like this. Like, I'm disappointed. I don't think you should be able to settle for 
the atrocious acts that we've discussed on this podcast that have been committed. I don't think you get the right to settle for that. But I am also not a judge, so. Mm-hmm. But what would you um, wh- what would you want them to do? Well, I they're think- supposed to be changing their business practices, but I'm saying like, what else can you really get besides money? Like, I don't know what. You know, I I feel like obviously this is one of those like what more could you want and i would say that in situ- in situations like this um when someone has dealt with sexual harassment and that person gets away with a fine most of the time they get to go on and continue to do what they were doing i have not heard anything about any charges being um passed on to those people who have knowingly and willingly committed acts um that go past sexual harassment like i would like for there to have been some so sad note i like i enjoy true crime i listen to true crime podcasts all the time and one of the things that always happens kelly can agree with me here is that uh serial killers or sexual harassers whatever they may be oh um every time that they get caught and they get let go you know what they do the same shit except it escalates so in this situation everyone who has been caught nothing has happened to them except for the company has been um thrown an 18 million dollar settlement to to be like yeah so we did something about it where do you think those people are going to go work next if they get fired from blizzard what do you think is going to happen to them they're gonna go start doing shit at another company if they're if they're if they're even fired. Like to me, I think what should have happened is we should have seen some actual ramifications for the actions, not just my, and the biggest reason that I don't agree with just uh, monetary settlements in this case is because a lot of times. What ends up happening is that, you know, Activision Blizzard is going to pay $18 million to those people affected. But do you think the guy who stole breast milk out, breast milk out of the refrigerator is going to have to pay any of that? Do you think the guy who sexually harassed the woman to the point of suicide is going to have to pay any of that $18 million? No. So what ends up happening is that you do something bad, someone else pays for it. So not only are there no consequences for you, you don't even have to pay the fucking fine. Like, literally nothing happened to you, which empowers you to go do the same shit somewhere else. So for me, I think um, what, what, what I would have liked to see is some actual justice for the individuals who committed these issues before they continue on not being punished to go do that somewhere else. That was a really long-winded way to, to, to answer your question. But that's just how I personally how I feel. Like I, I, I think that if there are no, a lot of times when there's absolutely no type of actual punishment for someone, they will go commit again and again and again. And they, they, it's because their, their behavior is not stopped. We we have not seen their behavior be stopped at all. I'm sorry. Like, please, please. Um. So yeah. Sorry. That's how that that's how I answer your question. I think I would have liked to have seen those individuals be brought to justice for their actual crimes. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, you know, 18 million is nothing for my family member dying. Like, I don't give a shit about the money. Yeah, it's nothing at all. Uh, Eighteen million dollars is nothing compared to the trauma of having someone do something so insensitive and disgusting. Like what? What you doing with somebody's breast milk, bruh? Go suck on your wife titties. If you got one, you probably ain't got one because you're nasty as fuck. I'm sorry. Thanks. We're on Twitch. Sorry. 
<laughs> hey, I didn't say any of that. Um, yeah, so that's me. Uh, what about you guys? I'm sorry, I ranted, but that's just, yeah. Oh, we can move on. <laughs> yeah, I agree yeah. with everything you said. Yeah, you said it all. You said it all. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, y'all. I, you know, if I if I talk too much, just let me know. There's just a little incense there. Um, uh, do 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 do. There's apparently a new. Did you like my do 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 do? There's yeah, a new I love it. I love it. <laughs> there is a new One Piece video game. Woo! I'm I excited. I just have to One catch game, up. Though. All right. Oh, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll run it. I'll run. I'll run it through real quick to give it the brief, briefest sense. So no spoilers. Called, I will not put any spoilers. Um. So the ga- new game is called One Piece Odyssey. Basically, uh, it's the first time One Piece has done a JRPG. Well, at least one at this scale that's actually been localized. Let me put it that way. But yeah, it has the, uh, the, cr- the, the, the Straw Hat crew. It seems to be a filler story, but there might be some important lore in there. We'll go to do too deep into that because it's spoilers. There was just a few lines that trailer that implied something. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway, the crew gets shipwrecked. Quick, What's up? What's up? Quick question. Yeah. Do they really need a spoiler in a thousand episode anime? Like, do they not have enough spoilers? I mean, not spoilers. My bad. Fillers. <laughs> God damn it. Oh, fillers. Filler is actually pretty rare in One Piece, and it's actually usually entertaining. Actually, it's not like Naruto, but that's another story. Let me continue hey, talking about the game. Anyway, you know, Naruto filler is t- terrible. Anyway, hey, it's not bashing Naruto. Let's get out of there. I'm not bashing Naruto. I'm just saying it's fillers bad. Anyway, One Piece. Yeah. So the video game is a JRPG. The the uh, the art style seems very reminiscent of a previous game they had done. I think it was called One Piece World Seeker. That's what it was called. But anyway, um, we didn't see a whole bunch of gameplay. It was mostly just kind of like Luffy running around the island. But it seems like his crew members can do special attacks based on their skills. Like you've seen a regular JRPG, you know, like your your Tales of Arise. Speaking of Tales of Arise, uh, the musician for the game is Motoi Sakuraba, who has done the soundtrack for Why Tales of... Why making some fire shit? Honestly, Motoi Sakuraba is an incredible composer. They've also done music for the Golden Sun series, uh, the Mario Golf and Mario Tennis series, which also has surprisingly good soundtracks and much, much more. Um, but yeah, remember, it's there's there's not too much to say. Like, I've always wanted a One Piece JRPG personally um, because, you know, it's it, that crew is literally a JRPG party. Like, Luffy meets them, like, little by little over the course of the story. They each have their own unique abilities. It's a very long story, which is exactly what a JRPG is. Um, it's, like, perfect for it. Now, as far as um, any concerns that I may have, um, I do have to see more sort of more gameplay. But I also found out that this game has been worked on for, like, three years. So a lot has happened on the One Piece manga and anime in three years. So people are concerned, myself included, that there's going to be some recent stuff that there's not be. Like, some characters got some recent power-ups. Um, there's some new characters that have been associated with the Straw Hat crew that I didn't see anyone of that at sort of this trailer. Yeah, yeah. What's up? What kind of game is this? JRPG. JRPG. That's correct. Like, I don't understand. What do you mean? It's a JRPG. Like, is it like a JRPG following these anime people? I sound like yeah. such a new. So, 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 if if what you're asking is it like, uh, it's not like, to my knowledge, it's from the so trailer. It's not it like the Attack on Titan game that came out, basically. No, not at all. Uh, not not at not at all. And I also don't think it's like DBZ Kakra, which was an action RPG. It based on the screenshots and gameplay, it seems more like a turn-based RPG. You so know what we haven't heard about in a very long time. What haven't we that, heard about? That that Dragon Ball Z Dead by Daylight game. 
Oh yeah, that Good. one. Let's keep that under wraps. That shouldn't come out anymore. I want to play it. No. <laughs> I want to play it too. No. I'm, trying, I'm trying to hunt people a cell. Let's go. I'm ready. So speaking of anime, I'm going to move on for a second. Yeah. Speaking of anime. No, I'm uh, done. Over, go ahead. Over half of Netflix subscribers watched anime in 2021. In Japan, the number of anime viewers was much, much higher. Um, so Netflix. What? Mm -hmm. What's what, Okay, sorry, yeah. Netflix says that over half of its subscribers watched an anime show or movie last year. That's impressive and a good indication that, yes, of course, anime is mainstream. In 2021, Netflix re released 40 anime titles. Um, the streaming service's definition of anime, however, isn't limited strictly to cartoons made in Japan. Netflix classifies Japanese animated titles as well as several Western animated titles as anime. Uh, while those viewing percentages might be impressive, Netflix also pointed out that a whopping 90% of its Japanese subscribers watched anime last year. Um, when you check the top 10 most viewed charts on Netflix in Japan, it's packed with anime. Um, <clears throat> so I, I barely, unfortunately, get to watch anything. Um, <laughs> Um, <laughs> but I've gone on Netflix and I've seen the like amount of anime on Netflix. Uh, so someone please explain to me briefly the shows that are like anime on Netflix that were also on like Crunchyroll, but they now say like Netflix anime. Have they just like bought the rights and adapted these shows? So oh, Gabe nodded. All right, now I got it. Gabe nodded. The answer is yes. No, um, yeah. Netflix will sometimes do like a Netflix show, but like it was already existed for like a season, and then mm -hmm. they took it over, and then they call it a Netflix show. Yeah, yeah. Literally, literally what Kelly yeah. said. So there's a lot of, like you said, Dro. There are a lot of anime that were was on Crunchyroll that got moved over to Netflix and got called a Netflix original, whatever. But there's also a few anime that you know. Uh, Netflix either funded the uh, translation or the dubbing or what have whatever process whatever they needed to do to get exclusives to Netflix. Basically, there's a few anime that are Netflix that, and at least in America, are not on Crunchyroll. So there's a few exclusives. So I feel like there's two reasons why I think anime is starting to trend so high on Netflix in the recent years. Is one, um, again, they're getting these as the years go on. There's been more and more exclusive exclusive anime on Netflix. Like the latest Pokemon season is now, uh, in at least in America, Netflix exclusive. There's animes like Prince of Tennis and Critical's Basketball and um, uh, Beastars that are like being Netflix exclusive, again, at least in the U.S. So that's one reason. The other reason is that... Beastars is the one with the animals, right? Yeah, it's the one with the animals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Gabe, have you seen Beastars? No, but I've heard so much about it Kelly, that I don't want to watch Beastars? it. No. Brandon, have you seen Beastars? I've seen the first season. I have not gotten to season two yet. So, the premise for Kelly and Gabe. There's a wolf. There's a rabbit. What is it, Sing? Wait. Oh, it's Utopia. Oh. Wait, <laughs> what? <laughs> How did you get All right. Zootopia. Oh, how? It's a, it's a, it's a, there's a, there's it's a, a fox, fox and a rabbit. Oh, I was like, they don't have sex in Zootopia. What Zootopia did you watch? <laughs> like, what? Like, what Pixar movie were you watching, buddy? Yeah, that's the whole show. Go ahead, Brandon. That is not the whole show, but anyway. Let me get a pen writing this down. I was hoping anime. that they got together because I was like, 
He might kill you, but there, there's, you know, that that little worth it. You know, because like, get the rabbit's small, the wolf's big. You know, he's got some big feet. Um, and like that danger, that sense of he could just, you know, any minute. But is he going to? Does he love me enough to not kill me? Because you know, once he starts smelling her, he gets all and she's like, this is like reminding me so much of like a true crime thing, like. <laughs> There is a murder mystery element to that, sh- that at oh, least yeah, the first season, like, too. Like, like, because, like, a, a goat guy just, like, gets murdered first season. Like, well, the yeah, question is, who, who killed him? You, that's, there's that. Brandon, you're saying it like... I care! No, 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 no. We care about the romance, okay? Like, I care about the romance, but I also care about who killed that goat guy, because he was... He was nothing. He was sniffing her, and then he got our, and I was like, oh my god, he gonna kill her? Oh my god, this might be it. This might be it for my dog. Was it it for her? You gotta watch. It was very tense in the first season. I do want to see season two at some point. Anyway, Honestly, getting back. I was like, girl, why you keep going back to him? Like, eventually, this ain't gonna work out. He ain't gonna be able to control himself. Point is, don't watch the show. Don't Go watch it? <laughs> All right. Anyway, it's yeah. stressful. It is stressful. It's stressful. It, it is stressful. No, it is stressful. Like and watching it, and then they're animals. So I was like, "Am I a furry now? Like, what's going on?" Like, I was very confused. Don't watch it. Go, go watch Naruto. Oh, I don't know. I haven't watched that either. Naruto is on Netflix too. That ain't exclusive Netflix, but it's there. It is there. So is One Piece. That's also definitely exclusive. Anyway, um, so yeah, the the other reason I was gonna say was because. It's kind of just there. Like, for example, if someone has a Crunchyroll subscription, they're into anime. Like, you don't get a Crunchyroll subscription for the most part unless you like anime. But people have, that have Netflix, they they I watch... I'll tell you guys a story after the pot. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I remind me to tell you guys a story about how I have Crunchyroll that I'm not paying for because of this guy that, like, there's a whole story behind it that I got to tell you guys after this podcast. Go ahead, Brandon. Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, Netflix. People, a lot of people just have Netflix because, you know, Netflix has a lot of different movies, has a lot of different shows, and now they just also happen to have anime. So, you know, even someone who doesn't, like, watch anime, they'll, you know, they'll just be scrolling through Netflix, you know, looking for something to watch, and they'll be like, oh, what's this show? Ooh, that artist looking really good. Maybe I'll watch an episode. Ooh, wait, that was really good. Maybe I'll watch another episode. Nah, I disagree. You disagree with the idea yeah, that people just because... go into shows that they right. just were bored? Watch this. Watch this. Kelly. Do you have Netflix? Are I, I can't hear you. Uh, whatever. Are, are any okay? Now I can hear you. Yeah. Do you get any? I, I, sorry. Do you watch anime on Netflix? Yeah. Never mind. Gabe, do you watch anime on Netflix? Only one anime because I can't. It's not found anywhere else. None no. In, in your defense, though. In your defense, it's you literally cannot find this anime anywhere else. Like, it's only on Netflix. Okay, the, the point I'm trying to make, Brandon, is because I know that you watch anime on Netflix. I have a Netflix that I share with some of my family members. And, mm. excuse me, those of them that don't watch anime never, ever get any type of anime suggestions ever at all. So oh, it's sure. not like, I never, I don't think of it as something that you can just turn on and randomly watch a show. Like, that shit don't happen. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about, like, your suggestions. Because, yeah, your suggestions are based on, like, what you normally watch. If you're only watching, like, a certain amount of shows, then, yeah, you're not going to get no anime recommendations. I'm just talking about, like... Because sometimes people just go through suggestions, but there's other people who just, just go through Netflix. And they'll just, like, see art that they really like yeah. or a story like it. And sometimes... And sometimes... that And sometimes... 
So Netflix will give you suggestions based on the uh, the genre of show you're watching. And some an- and animes come in all kinds of different genres. Like anime is not a genre, it's a medium. So if you're like watching like a drama show, there might be an anime drama there or an anime romance. Like they just dropped an anime called Komi Can't Communicate, which is a romance anime. Um, so if you're into romance shows, that may just come up in your suggestions too. You may ignore it because if you're not into anime, you'll be like, what's this cartoon? I'm not going to watch this. Or maybe you'll be like, okay, we'll give it a try. I'm just saying that, like, the numbers don't lie. Like, clearly there's something going on oh, there yeah. that people that people are, like, watching it more. And I think it's just because they have it. And Netflix is noticing that, and that's why they're kind of, like, putting kind of, like, a higher uh, focus. Not, yeah, kind of focus on it, you know, because people are watching it, apparently. And the more exclusive yeah. they get, and if they, <laughs> if they have an exclusive one, then people have to keep their Netflix subscription just to watch it. It's getting to the point where if you want to like watch all the anime and you want to do it legally anyway, um, you gotta have <laughs> your your own Netflix. They also have the play something feature now, where it'll just play something random. Ah, true. Ah, that'll do. That'll do it too. That'll do it too. Anyway, that's all. It'll do the, donkey. The, that'll do the third. best anime. Donkey. Netflix is Kakekurui. Go watch it. Don't whisper in my ear again. <laughs> yeah, don't arouse Gabe on the podcast. Can't be doing that. This yeah, is a PG right. podcast. I can it never sure ain't. With people. Oh my god! Um, so it is the last day of Women's History Month, and uh, Best Buy did something really cool that I just wanted to talk about really quick. So you can all go check it out. Um, at Best Buy, they have this speaking up moving forward uh initiative where they highlight a bunch of women in tech they're spending 1.2 billion dollars with uh by poc and diverse businesses by 2025 they're committing more than 44 million dollars to expand college expand college prep and career opportunities for by poc students and they're committing up to 10 million dollars in investments for by poc startups um and on this specific page which i will have um linked because it's all about supporting gender equality um uh, I'll actually just read to you what it says on the page. It says, uh, digital equality for women is extremely important and it's time for women to have the opportunity to show up as their full selves online. That's why we're amplifying voices of women amplifying i can i can read that's why we're amplifying voices of women in tech and throughout the digital world more being you more being out there and then they have um this wonderful post uh, for women's history month it says this women's history month we're continuing our spotlight series to showcase increasing uh i'm sorry inspiring creators who are fighting for digital uh, equity and uh it's just really awesome there's uh these you know 17 18 year old girls that are doing amazing things in uh the tech industry um and all of their initiatives to highlight it so i would definitely suggest everyone to just take the time and check out what best buy is doing because shit they're doing more than twitch so that's for damn sure um it, i'm a woman in tech give me an xbox <laughs> Series X. I mean, I'm down oh. for that. Give Kelly an Xbox. She's a woman in tech. What are you people doing? Do you know yeah, what the she has? Come on. Fuck I don't know. Job. I don't know if this is a story in our news, but um, I saw somewhere that like Xbox Series X are just actually just appearing in stock now. Like you don't have to like have to like sit behind That's like a news. queue or whatever. Jarell, Jarell, That's not news, I but yes, like, I literally well, Siri, saw Siri, one in the store and bought one for Dylan. Well, Series S's I've been seeing for months now. I was just talking I about Series, Series X. Yeah, I literally walked into Best Buy and there were like five, like oh. months ago, and that's how I bought one for Dylan. I was like, "Bruh," I asked, "Does anyone want one?" And Dylan was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "I'll go tomorrow if it's still there. I got you." 
they were all still there. <laughs> like, no one had bought a single one. Well, that's um, good. What is news is, uh, and I'm going to let Gabe talk about this if he wants to, but what is news is the delay of Breath of the Wild to the sequel. Breath of the Wild to the sequel. Hey! Okay, no, I'm just not that serious. I, mean, I, I don't serious. know anything about this, so please um, wrap this up. Tell me, like, what, it's, what, what happened. So, yeah, Nintendo... Daddy. <laughs> Nintendo Sorry. sent out, Nintendo sent out a tweet, um, which again solidifies the fact that a lot of things that gaming companies do in these big events could just be tweets. Um, sent out a tweet saying a few words from the creator. Sorry, from the creator of the Legend of Zelda, um, and you know the director. The, the game. Yeah. Do you know why they're not having an E3? Because there's nothing. This is going to sell out this tweet, bro. I mean, to be fair, to be fair though, from what we know. They literally can. The Pokemon trailers could be tweets. Just give us five minutes of the game. Um, there was something else. I was. Uh, there's something else I was coming. I can't remember what now. Can you imagine if they were actually just like instead of doing E3, we're just gonna send a tweet thread and then just look I mean, at what you want. Man, it's Disney, gonna be, Disney does that all the time. It's gonna be thread of like two new <sighs> games that aren't even like from their main titles, and then just a bunch of updates that we've already seen anyway yeah, so sorry, the, director came, the director came on um you know the same setting he had the black black uh, backdrop that he's had for the past two announcements yeah. he made so <laughs> i think i think they do that kind of like to tell you like okay this is what's happening Although i'm pretty <laughs> sure the next one but they when they actually are gonna tell us the game they're gonna do the same thing to put you in the same way like oh fuck here comes another dang it oh frick, here comes another dang <laughs> um but, so he comes on, he goes, you know, uh, hi, my name is, and he says his name, I always forget, even though it's literally my favorite in the world. Um, and he tells us, you know, we the team's been working really hard on the game, but actually, I saved a screenshot of a very good part of it. Um, but basically, the game's been delayed until, uh, he. they said early 2023, we don't know what early means, because that could literally be anywhere from january to i would delete the screenshot what a dummy would be anywhere from january to i'd say april i don't well, they know said, me, well they said well they said spring 2023 so it oh, could be like spring 23 so that's yeah. again that's going to be freaking either between march and may yeah. um they did however show us a good i think it was maybe 10 second new chunk of the game that kind of it answers some questions that we had before because a lot of people noticed that Link was missing his Master Sword um, in the recent trailer, but he has his Master Sword even though it's broken in half and in a very bad state. Very um, but it, you know, it, 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 it was, yeah, um, it was <laughs> there. It was it was a it was a it was a good ten seconds of teaser, even though it didn't really show much more of the world. Um, they did tell us that you know obviously they're working hard on it, and even though. I'm paraphrasing. They said, uh, even though we've seen that the game takes place on the land and in the sky, there's also um, many more features. Water? New features. Oh, I mean, uh, water used to, water was a mainstay it's in Kingdom Zelda Hearts. games. It's huh? land. It's land, sea, and sky. It's Kingdom Hearts. Come on, you don't see the connection? No, it's the three pieces of the Triforce. You dork. <laughs> well, fuck me. <laughs> Big Kingdom Hearts and Zelda. Uh, no, but yeah. So they they he kind of hinted like you know I know you guys are tired of waiting and I'm sorry we can't tell you more but it's the game's bigger than initially than you initially thought. Um, so spring 2023. Uh, they didn't say when we'd get another update. 
they just said they're working on the game. And if you want to check for yourself, Nintendo has it on their YouTube. It's it's a- if you want to check for yourself, you go to agepercritical.com. There's a wonderful article written by Brandon right at the top where he goes into detail about the delay of this as well as our next story. Um, you can also check on our Twitter because we quote tweeted it. Was it put? Oh, okay. Yeah, that was quote tweeted, I believe. Um, I know. It's, it's, a, it's like a... I don't know if it's one minute and 43 seconds or two minutes and 43 seconds. One of the two, you can see it there. Uh, but yeah, sad news for Zelda games. They didn't say it before people come rushing in. Oh my gosh, that means they're going to have a you know one of the ports, Wind Waker, Twilight Princess. They didn't say shit about that, so don't hold your breath on that. We we might go a year without getting anything Zelda related. That really hurt to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know really what else is going to hurt say. me to say? Oh boy. What are we, what's going to hurt you, PlayStation has revealed their new service, which is a combination of PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. It's uh, apparently meant to be, you know, in the eyes of the people, it's meant to be the competitor to Game Pass. And uh, I can tell you up front, it's not. You can definitely check out all the details at hpcritical.com. Brandon wrote an, another article on that one. He's been pumping those things out. Look at that game journalism. Let's go. He pumps them out as, 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 as much frequently insults. As he, no. <laughs> I was going to say he pumps them out as forcefully as he's, as, as passionately as he does everything gaming, is what I was going to uh, say. Okay. Like, I like my better. Okay. I don't know where y'all thought this was going. I was just kind of just uh, wait, going for the ride, see where it's going to take. <laughs> well, let's discuss the PlayStation Plus Essential. Uh, so there are different packs that you could choose from now. So I'm just going to go over them so you guys can hear how ridiculous this is. Mm-hmm. Um, the PlayStation Plus Essential Benefits provides the same benefits that PlayStation Plus members are getting today, such as two monthly downloadable games, exclusive uh, discounts, cloud storage for games, online multiplayer access. There are are no existing changes uh, for PlayStation Plus members and this tier. Um, do you guys? You guys all have Playstations. Do you know one? Of, I think one of the best things about PlayStation Plus, which no one really talks about, is that cloud storage for saved games. That is really awesome. It and is you know, Nintendo don't does it. Sorry, Nintendo does do it, but to a lesser extent. I have, uh, you know, I'm one of those people that, like, if I go to Gabe's house, I will sign into my PlayStation on his PS5 and, like, play games at his house without having to take my own PlayStation. And the fact that I can just download... Yeah, bitch, the fuck you thought? I'm bringing my whole last PlayStation? The fuck? Um, But the fact that I can just download, upload my save to the cloud and just download it at his house to play is just revolutionary. I just wanted to point that out because I've been doing that lately. You know, if I go to go to friend's house yes if i go to a friend's house and you know we're just doing some activities and we get bored afterwards we can just sit down and you know just log into the playstation and play some games on the cloud you know finish my games go home take a nap everything's great um so yeah uh so (laughs) the price for playstation plus essential remains the same as current prices for playstation plus uh, which is 9.99 monthly uh usd and 24.99 quarterly or 59.99 yearly for the united states europe united uh, kingdom and japan y'all can check that shit out over at hpcritical.com uh the playstation plus extra however is the new one provides all the benefits that i just mentioned and adds a catalog of up to 400 of the most enjoyable PS4 and PS5 games, including blockbuster hits from 
PlayStation Studios catalog, and third-party partners. Games in this extra tier are downloadable for play. This tier is $100 yearly, so up $40, um, $39.99 quarterly, and $14.99 monthly. So um, f- about like you know a $5 increase um, uh, on the monthly one, etc., as the tiers go up. So 400 PS4 and PS5 games for uh, 100 bucks a year. Here's the problem with these tiers. We have no idea what the fuck's coming out. Just so you guys know. Like, they did not mention what games are coming. So, it could be 400 trash games. It could be 400 good games. I don't... We'll talk about that after. Uh, So, the PlayStation Plus Premium, if you got the money for it, provides all the extra benefits and up to 340 additional games on top of the 400, including PS3 games via cloud streaming, because we all love cloud streaming. It's the best invention ever. And... A catalog of beloved classic games available both in streaming and download options from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generations. Okay, so like that's a big deal. Um, mm. uh, this offers cloud streaming access for original PlayStation games, PS2 games, PSP games, and PS4 games offered in the extra and premium tiers in the markets where PlayStation Now is currently available. Uh, customers can stream games using PS4 and PS5 and PC. This is a big deal. You can now stream original PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PSP, and PS4 games on your PC, depending on the game. Not all games are going to be able to work that way. Mm-hmm. Um, time-limited game trials are also available offered uh, that will also be offered in this tier, so customers can try select games before they buy them. That's really interesting because that means that not that either means that not all these games are going to be free um which means maybe they'll offer you you know three four five hundred games and then they have a thousand games in the library and you can purchase ones that you want or that means they're going to have uh extended free trials for new games coming out like for example let's say for spoken you can play a trial version of for spoken you know for like 50 hours and then decide uh, that's a long time but you get you <laughs> the whole game <laughs> <laughs> yeah what a, you can play the whole game and then decide whether you want to buy it or not. <laughs> uh, okay five hours you can play a trial of a game coming out for about five hours or so this is just me you know using it as an example and then decide whether you want to buy that game or not. So it's either one of the two. Um, and this one is going to be $120 yearly. I'm just going to stick with yearly uh, for now. So it's $60 for the main tier, um, $100 for the plus extra. These namings are stupid, by the way. And yes. then the premium is uh, $120. Um PlayStation Plus Deluxe uh, are for markets without cloud streaming. Um, it will be offered at a lower price compared to the premium and includes a catalog of beloved classic games from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PSP generations to download and play. Um, those are just for any uh, territories that don't get uh, streaming. Noticeably absent is the PlayStation 3 and the PS Vita from this, um, this lineup. Basically, PlayStation was just like, look, we can't do PS3 because it's too hard, even though they made the fucking PS3. Um, right. <laughs> and uh, Vita games, you know, everyone had that thing about when they were going to get rid of the, the Vita library and everyone's like, no, what the fuck's wrong with you? So I guess they were just like, fuck it, y'all could just go buy games on the Vita like to play yourself since that library is still open. This was their fuck y'all for making us keep it. So now go buy them separately. Um, 
But this is a really big deal, being able to play, like, they're basically kind of doing what Xbox did with their backwards compatibility, allowing you to play games all the way from Xbox up to, you know, Xbox 360 and throughout. Um, and, and the pricing, I think, is pretty competitive, because that's a lot of games for 120 bucks. It's double the price, however... It is a lot of games for double the price, um, especially for someone who's really into nostalgia. It's kind of like they took Game Pass with the new games and they're like, yeah, you could just try a trial, see if you want to buy it. And then they took Nintendo Switch Online where it's like, here's uh, access to all our old games and they kind of like mashed it together. Mm -hmm. um, so you get, except for unlike Nintendo, they're going to give you a ton of games instead of like one every three months and hope that you still pay them every year, um, meaning you only get like four games throughout the year. PlayStation's like, here's like 500 plus or 340 plus old games go at it um i think it's pretty good for the value it's gonna be when it launches in june there's gonna be 700 plus games and and more value than ever um which is a lot for 120 yeah. bucks that's 700 games to access for 120 bucks is huge two questions i have for you guys one of them and this will probably be our last story because it's already 9 p.m um um Oh, no, there, there is one more after this that I want to talk about. Uh, so, um, and I'll tie this one in, which is Jim Ryan said that Sony's games could suffer by adding them to the PlayStation Plus on day one in comparison to what um, Game Pass does. Mm -hmm. And he said, I'll just read you guys a quote from uh, VideoGameChronicles.com. He said that we feel if we were to do uh, that with, uh, sorry. He said, this is not a road that we've gone down in the past, and it's not a road that we're going to go down with this new service. In, in response to um, when someone asked about whether first-party titles are coming first to PlayStation for free. He said, this is not a road that we've gone down in the past, and it's not a road that we're going to go down in this, with this new service. We feel if we were to do that with the games that we make at PlayStation Studios... That virtuous cycle will be broken. The level of, of investment that we need to make in our studios would not be possible. And we think the knock-on effect on the quality of the games that we make would not be something that gamers want. Um, we've had great critical success and great commercial success, and everybody has made their peace with that happening and is completely at ease with it. I look back for four years and think nobody would have seen that coming. Um, all I'm talking to today is the approach we're taking in the short term. The way our publishing model works right now, it doesn't make any sense, but things can change very quickly in the industry as we know, as we all know. So that's what he said um, when talking about, you know, and uh, bringing PlayStation titles, uh, first party titles to this new PlayStation Plus tier um, on release. He said... No, that's not how we do it. That's not how we're going to do it. It's not lucrative for us. It's not a great business model for us. And I want to ask you guys two things. The first one is your opinion on this new model compared to Game Pass. The second is his comments on um, on uh, PlayStation first-party games not coming to this new service for $120 a year. Gabe, you want to go first or should I ask Yeah, Kyle? I think it's fucking dog water, everything. Um, sorry. I, I think... First of all, like you said, they didn't tell us the games. I couldn't... I don't want a subscription service that gives me PS4 and PS5 games. I buy the fucking game myself. And just... I mean... That's what I was going to say. You can go buy these games at, like, GameStop. Yeah, I mean, obviously, probably. yeah. Obviously, it's, you know, it'll eventually amount to the price of whatever the subscription is. But then my real problem is the PS1, PS2, and PSP games. Because, one, it's only... Was it 340 titles? That's mm. 
fucking nothing. For three consoles, yeah, I agree. For three consoles? Even if it was just for the PSP or for or the PS2 alone, that's still nothing. Oh, so for that? For nothing for the PS2? Yeah. I think it's crap. It's probably going to be games that no one cares about. They're going to do a Nintendo and be like... You know, there'll be some games that are sprinkled in there. It's like, oh, yeah, I missed this game. Can't wait to play it. But then the rest of them are going to be like, I'm never going to play this in my life. Like, um, I don't like the pricing. I mean, I get the pricing, but I don't like the pricing. I don't like that there's three tiers for it. Um, that's actually I, what I like. I mean, yeah, that's just a me thing. Um, no, no, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Also, this is a horrible way of getting people to do something other than uh, PS Plus. Because they were like, well, PS Now didn't freaking work. How are we going to bring them in now? This is their way of doing it. If this is their Xbox Live uh, fighter, you already lost that fight. Throw the gloves in the ring, brother. You're not winning that with the way that's set up. Um, it's slightly better than Nintendo's expansion pass. But it's like, you, it's like you said, it's because, you know, Nintendo, you know, they, they milk their their backwards log and like oh, okay we'll throw in a game you know every two weeks every three weeks get it let them get okay, a feel for it huh quick question how much is nintendo switch online now like store. uh i believe it's 79.99 right brandon that's uh, for the for family fa- for family for it's 3.99 a month you can't do the expansion pass a month the expansion oh, pack can't mind. be done monthly oh, but just a regular thing so how much is what the expansion pass is I just think, yearly? Like yeah, expansion it's, only? yes, it's yes. fifty nine or forty nine. It's fifty if you're doing the year for expansion pack Tell by yourself. Me that Nintendo is charging fifty dollars for a single individual for one year to play five new games throughout the year that yes. are old. Five, five throughout the year. It's more than five. I mean, I, 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 I know where you're going. Years that are yeah. old? Yeah, yes. People are paying $50 for that? No, Jero, they're paying for the free DLCs that we get along with it. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, that's blowing my mind yeah, it's, i'm it's so sorry right. guys I, it's I like it's that. like it's like okay so yeah like what, what gabe said is i don't want to no, no, i don't want to i don't want to no sorry i don't want to go on a tangent about it because okay. i totally interrupted gabe i just go ahead gabe i'm sorry i was going to ask you how much it was because i was going to ask you a question um in comparison to paying 120 dollars for 700 plus games versus um like half of that for like 10 but i did interrupt you so please go ahead i don't yeah. want to um well, I'm pulling up the the chart because IGN was nice enough to give us a chart of this <clears throat> subscription side by side. Um, yeah, but that price, the price point per month, seventeen ninety nine, to get you know all the benefits of the new service. I don't agree with that at all. Like, how much is Game Pass? Game Pass is fifteen. I mean, I give it, yeah. it's but, Xbox Live though. Huh? But it's got the That's Xbox ultimate. Live. Yeah. Time. Uh, yeah, but this does too. Yeah, but yeah, but it does too. I, I, was, I was, I was, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it again. It comes down to the backwards compatibility titles. Uh, with Xbox, you can play almost every single game that's ever come out on Xbox. I think there's like one, one, two, not one, two or three. I think there's like about five games that you cannot play on backwards compatibility on Xbox. On PlayStation, again, you're limited to. Wow, it doesn't have it here. Never mind. IGN, you kind of missed out some information there. What do you um, 
Again, uh, the the number of games. Again, I'm not. I don't. Again, I don't care. What I'm here is seven hundred plus because it's going to be like three hundred and forty of like the PS one, PS two, PS three yes. games, and then um, let me see. It's also I just said it. Yeah, three hundred forty additional games on top of the four hundred games yeah. from the PS four and PS five. Yeah, but again, like oh, the beginning of my yeah, the beginning of my argument, you can buy those games. The game, the really good games that came out on PlayStation already are on the PS Plus thing. Mm-hmm. When you have a PS Five, I'm pretty sure the PS Four too. You just there's some games you don't have. So, uh, what else? Obviously, no family plan. Additional perks, monthly downloadable games. We get that now on PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. and even though they're not all good games all the time, you know we get we get some good ones in there. Um, and then the thing about not putting the first party titles, that's that's telling me PlayStation doesn't have faith in this. It's telling me like, oh yeah, not many people are gonna switch over to this other thing, and they're not. So we're gonna have to just keep bringing out our games at full price. Because I I generally believe that's why. Why am I getting a phone call right now? It is podcast time, people. You uh, know it's not time to call me. Disagree with you so much. No, and that's fine. I mean. I'm looking at it at a very pessimistic view, but I, cause I generally like, again, unless this is a smart business move, it it just seems like, oh, we're not going to have enough people on this. What is it called? On this premium plan to actually recuperate money loss for making these games. We're going to have to sell them at full price. Okay. So I was going to ask Brandon next. Uh, but I'm going to just go real quick just because I disagree with you so much. Um, first of all, we all know that Game Pass is not a good business model. Like Xbox has lost lots of money from Game Pass. It is not a good business model. Like it's not something that is lucrative to the business. So it makes absolutely no sense for PlayStation to have these really popular first party titles that are selling out to be like, oh yeah, no, if you pay $70 a year, you get them for free. What? Who in their right mind that runs a business would do that? Like, their money is from exclusives, right? Like, we're buying specifically the PS5 from the exclusives. It works for Xbox in a sense because Xbox doesn't have, like, that many... Like, they're not known for exclusives currently, and they don't have the amount of, like, game of the year inducing, like, anticipated titles that are going to come out on game pass that are going to make game pass worthwhile for someone who doesn't have it playstation would have that right like if they added god of war uh horizon forbidden west um uh final fantasy 16 like these are the the three games i named are already huge if you got those in a in a pack for 70 dollars a year that shit would be ridiculous they would lose out on so much money there's no way in hell that if i were jim ryan i would do that because like no, the people that are, you know, working so hard on these games, th- these developers deserve for their games not to be thrown into a free streaming service. I think the same thing for for some of the games that come, you know, on Microsoft, uh, uh, on Game Pass for free, like... I, I, I completely agree with him. Like, I, if I were in charge of PlayStation, I would not put my bread and butter, like, my lucrative moneymaker for free in a $70 pack. And I don't think it means that they that they don't believe in it. I just think that it's a really bad idea money-wise because when your moneymaker is all of these uh, exclusives, to take them and make them for free is just a bad business model all around, especially when we know that it's it's not a moneymaker. Like, these, these streaming services do not make money. 
um, in a sense that they aren't like we're not breaking even on uh, their PlayStation is clearly not going to break even on this. Like, there's no way that they are going to make more money than they were before um, to make this lucrative as a deal. However, I also disagree with you on not liking the um, tiers because that's one thing I love about it. I think that more companies should offer more options because if I only want to get PS4 and PS5 games and I don't want to go buy them and I can just download the ones I want for an extra $5 a month, that doesn't, in the scheme of things, sound bad to someone like me. Because when you, when you, and, and I didn't think I was going to come on here defending this, honestly. Um, I thought I was going to be more on the, this is a bad idea, but for what, for $5 extra a month, I would get up to 400 PS4 and PS5 games. If that was something I'm interested in, I think, yes, I would totally pay five bucks a month extra to get 400 games because at the end of that, I will have saved money and gotten more games than I would have going to buy those games used, I think. Four, I, I just mean 400. Obviously, that doesn't mean I'm going to like all 400. That doesn't mean I'm going to play all 400. But 400 is a lot of fucking games between PS4 and PS5 to pay mm-hmm. an extra $5 for. I feel like that's a, a lucrative deal. I feel like that's that's a pretty decent deal. And when you do comparisons to something like uh, 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 Nintendo Switch Online, like... $80 for 10 games versus uh, uh, 120 for 700 plus games that you can download whenever. That also seems like a pretty good deal. However, you don't gotta do that because there's options. I feel like every company should offer us more options. And the best part is that all of these options um, provide you with uh, PlayStation Live, right? Like maybe they should have added, not PlayStation Live, whatever the fuck, the PlayStation Online, whatever now. Called. Um, just like online service like being able to play online Mm -hmm. Um, like maybe they should do a lower tier where you don't get the internet like what what Xbox does um, where you don't get to play live with friends however you do still get the game pass like library Um, maybe PlayStation (laughs) should do that but I think options for gamers are always great would I possibly spend an extra $5 a month on 400 games probably would I spend an extra uh, $80 a year for 700 games on? No, I'm not going to play? No. But if I'm, like, you know, someone who's really into the nostalgia and I don't have to go searching for games and I really want to... You know, it's like what sells Switch Online, right? Like, Majora's Mask. I can go play Majora's Mask for Switch Online. Did I overpay for that shit? Fuck yes. Um, do I think that I would be overpaying in the situation with PlayStation? I don't think so, because uh, 700 games is a lot. Uh, but once again, we don't know what the games are, so maybe my opinion will change when the games come out, but I don't see this as such a negative thing. I feel like it's lackluster compared to what we were waiting on, but I don't think it, it's bad for consumers in any way. Like, I don't see this... Because you have the option, I don't see this as being a bad thing. Like, maybe... I'm wrong, but no aspect of this said, wow, PlayStation, that's horrible. Like, why would you do that? It all makes sense. The only thing I like about this is you can do it on PC. That's the only thumbs up I'll give you. That's an added bonus. I just don't see it as that. I don't see any negatives. I don't see any negatives. You have options there. If you don't want it, you don't have to do it. Uh, There's more games offered than something like, you know, switch online um there is no indication that these games are going to leave because it sounds like there's a set set of games so it's not like you know uh game pass where you have to worry about something expiring as far as i know um it's literally just if you want to play older games you can pay an extra five ten bucks a month to do that i don't see anything wrong with it 
but that's just me. Uh, Kelly or Brandon? Um, yeah, I'll go. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I feel like I'm in like the perfect middle between Gabe and Drell's points because I'm pretty neutral regarding it. So, 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 like, I will agree with Drell that having the options is a good thing. That if none of this seems appealing to you, you can just keep your regular PlayStation Plus and go about your day. As far as the potential of going to the other tiers, this is a personal thing, but because I do like going back to like some of those libraries of like older systems, I personally, again, this is just me personally, would have loved it if they like switched those around where the extra tiers what got you the PS1, PS2, and uh, PSP games, and the premium is what you got you all those PS4, PS5 games, like the um, like the Game Pass. But I understand that's very personal because. The whole reason they're doing it the way they are is because they want it to be like a competitor, a competitor to Game Pass. And if they go like if they force consumers to pay one hundred and twenty bucks a year to do the Game Pass competitor, then that's not competitive pricing to the Game Pass, which I don't think would be that much. But also, Game Pass is only a monthly thing as opposed to a yearly thing. How much I, do you? How I, much I, is Game Pass for yeah. a year? I, I haven't done the math. I'm just going to go ahead and say that. I was just going to say. But how much is it monthly for for uh, PlayStation Premium? Do you still have that up by the chance? I can get it for you. Uh-oh. Wait, the yeah, Premium? Yeah, it's $17.99. Yeah, $17.99. Yeah. Okay, so $17.99, and then the other one is like... Okay, cool. So it's, it's, it's close. It's pretty close, and I think that's the reason why they did that, so they have the competitive pricing. Um, I, I agree with what Jarrell's point about, like, yeah... PlayStation, here's the thing. PlayStation is on the up and up. The whole the whole reason they're doing this is because they understand that Game Pass is like an incredible value, and that's the one thing that Xbox has had above them in this in this console war. I've said that from the start. Like that's their fight, that's their weapon that they've been using where PlayStation's been their exclusives. So PlayStation fi- or Sony figures that if they have their own Game Pass, then suddenly Xbox doesn't have a strong 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 weapon. But they still see themselves as the one winning this ultimate console war, if you will. So they don't feel the they don't feel the need to undercut themselves by putting out the big, you know, PlayStation Five new games on day one and depriving themselves of that money. They feel like they can still charge for those games and this, and they'll still make all their money. And they're probably right if we're being perfectly honest. So I mean, why yeah. would they? So why would? So why would they do that? Right. Mm-hmm. Um. I know a lot of people are upset about it, but at the end of the day, if they if there's someone that has ha, owns a PlayStation system and not a good PC or an Xbox and just was really clamoring for that Game Pass thing, then that might be something that they'll buy regardless. Now the game trials would probably be like you know, the game trials. Even if Jim Ryan hadn't made a statement, the game trials would have been the telltale sign that okay, that means you're not going to be putting the new games because you're going to be putting out a trial instead. So it is what it is. Uh, I I really for me I'm just. I don't know. I don't really like. I again, the options are good. I think it's good. I don't like that the older games are like tied behind like that highest tier. But what can you do? I really need to see that list before because I'm like consciously, consciously optimistic. I guess is the best way I can describe it because I do want to like. That's the one thing the PlayStation Five is lacking, right? That's the other thing that Xbox is above. It's backwards compatibility. PlayStation Five having the this library of like classic games would be a good thing. But like Gabe said, that's 340 games between three consoles. The PS2 alone has probably like 340 games that are probably worth playing, if we're being perfectly honest. So it really depends on that list. If it's just like, uh, I don't know, 20 good games and the rest is just like like crap, then it's just like, 
I don't know if they're gonna people are gonna want to be spending that money to get all to get all that stuff. On the other hand, if they cherry pick the best of the best from those three systems, then hell, that might actually be worth it to play all those games. But so they have a few months. This doesn't come out until June, right? And this just got announced now here at the end of March. So they got three months. Um, this is the there are some people that are already excited about it because they want to play the old games or they want their own Game Pass on PlayStation, even if it's not as good as Xbox's Game Pass. They want it, even if it's not every, what everybody wants. But they still have a lot to explain, I think. I think there's still a lot of room for doubt, especially with what games get put in. I think that's just the biggest question mark. He's like, what are you paying for? What games are you getting in? That's one thing that I think they would have over, like, <laughs> not just one thing. This is like They have a lot of things over Nintendo's online system, let's be real. Because Nintendo doesn't tell you what you're getting. Like, you're just kind of like... Um, your one N64 game and your Genesis games come out each month, but you don't know which ones you're getting. Um, people were starting to give up hope that the Earthbound games get added, and then they surprise dropped it at the Direct. And as happy as I am that they finally got added, like, where the hell was that months ago when people were, like, asking for it every day? You know what I'm saying? So, like, if they, if, if they, I feel if Nintendo at least told you that, it's like, hey, Earthbound's coming, don't you worry, then people would have complained. But then it's just like, nope, they stay quiet. Here's Earthbound. Bye. They don't tell you anything. And I think if Sony really wants people to like spend this money, I think that it behooves them to be more um, transparent about what games are coming on than Nintendo is, quite frankly, so people could subscribe. Because you know, if they don't want the game, if they don't want the games you're offering, they ain't gonna pay. So they they, they gotta let you know. And they gotta be good. But that's the thing. So as long mm-hmm. as they give us the the information ahead of time, I feel like there's nothing negative about this. Also, sure, Game Pass is fifteen dollars a month. Yes, that. 15 yes, 50, 50. times 12 is 180. But yes. you can get the $10 tier as well. But then you won't get um, uh, the game online pass. Okay. Correct? Oh, so yeah, I, I had it wrong. Okay. I want to compare it to the $15 one because the $15 one gives you online service. Uh, yes. Plus the PlayStation gives you online service. So you'd be paying $180 for a year's worth of Game Pass versus $120 for this year. Mm-hmm. That's a $60 savings. Yes. For well, games yeah, that game as far library as, is vastly different. True, but as far as we know, there aren't rotating titles. Um, so you get to own those 700 plus games for as long as you want as far as we know. Mm, yeah that's um, another cool that's it is another question mark they have to answer because we assume that but we don't know yeah that's why i said as far as i know um, yeah kelly um do you do you what do you think about this very quickly just how many games do they think we can play <laughs> like how many games do you think we can play for one for two between the xbox because i'm gonna pay for xbox game pass i mostly still use my xbox one and PlayStation, and Nintendo, how much money do they expect me to spend on subscriptions? Like, I just, how much am I supposed to be spending to not even have time to play video games? That's what I don't, I I don't know. Um, That's just me personally. I also have a subscription for everything, including my face wash, like whatever. Um, (laughs) They're just eating me alive on these fucking subscriptions. (laughs) Anywho. Yeah, I just, I, I can't really see the value in 700 games, to be honest. I can't pay for Game Pass and that. It's too much. What is that, like $40 a month or something like on video games? Like, it's too much money. I can't. Um, I don't I don't play $40 worth of video games at all. 
Um, so I kind of think that's a little bit of a waste, to be honest. Um, if you're going to pick one or the other, I think paying monthly is a great value, especially for 700 games. I'm not paying for it unless the Simpsons hit and run is on it. So <laughs> you're not, you're not getting my money. Okay. Man, that's I, it. I, yeah. I feel like that's going to be there. I feel like, like good or bad games, whatever. I feel like Simpsons hit and run is like one of those games that they know is like beloved by fans. Like Look. it'll bring me back. Like I'd consider it. Cause I've been looking to play that game for like a few years now. And it's just like really hard. I to just like, yeah. I, I I just for me personally, I just want like one console to like play all these all these games. Like I don't want to have to bust out my PS3 or my PS2 to play like the classic games. Like if 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 the game if enough of the games that I owned as a young that I actually would want to go back to is available on the PlayStation Five, it's it'd be enough for me to like for me to to like chill out for it. But that just you know again, it just depends if if that's what happens, you know. So this is what I'm saying. You're already paying for PlayStation Plus. So add Correct. an additional five dollars for seven hundred games a month. You play the ones you want and turn it off. Why is that a bad thing for anyone? Plus, you can play them on PC now, and a lot of games that were you were unavailable to play, such as PSP games, now you can fucking access. How is this bad? Like uh, to me, it's just like. How is any of this bad? Um, you know, like Kelly mentioned, I don't have the time to play them either, so I'm not doing this. I'm not one. I'm not one of those people that gets you know uh, excited over nostalgia. I pl if I played that shit, I probably ain't gonna play it again. Like it's for me, just because my backlog is already huge, and mm -hmm. I think for PlayStation, a lot of people have PS5s. A lot of people are complaining they don't have games to play on their PS5. Do you know what? Here's 700 fucking games, and some of you assholes out there are going to play the same shit over and over. Look at you people who keep playing Skyrim. I'm going to release that shit again. It's like that, right? Like, you're, you're, you're nostalgia people that are that are playing these old... Yeah, look how the fucking Mario... What was it called? 3D All-Stars. 35th anniversary 3D All-Stars. You know, all of you got... All of you who had played that as kids went out and bought it immediately and started playing it, right? So, like, that is PlayStation's <laughs> answer. I should know. I <laughs> immediately because I was reviewing it. Fair. 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 I was reviewing it. Fair. Um, which you can check out his re review at hpcritical.com. I just yes. don't see it as a bad thing. Um, uh, like, you, I think because you have options, because in the in the long run, it's cheaper than Game Pass. It may not offer the same things as Game Pass, but I just see it as options for games that we weren't going to be able to legally play before. Sure. That we can now do for five extra. Legally. Yeah. Burn sure. these companies to the ground. Sure. Sure. But you can play them for five, five bucks. Five bucks. I don't think five that's... Bucks more. Yes, five bucks more, I don't think is, you know, breaking the bank at that point. But I'm also broke, so I don't know what I'm talking no, about. No, However, no. the last thing I want to talk about is furry titties. What? Yep. What? You heard me right. So, there is <laughs> um, Sam Mags at Sam Mags on Twitter. Um, there's a piece over at IGN.com titled Ratchet and Clank Rejected Names for Rivet Included Ratchet, Gadget, and Ratchet. <laughs> Because of what? reasons. Uh, lead writer Sam Max has shared more info on the naming process that led her there. So um, Sam Max, as mentioned, is one of the lead writers on, um, uh, on Ratchet and Crank. And she shared... I'm not even going to talk about this article. I'm going to talk about her tweets following this article because uh, they are very interesting. Um, as she says, this is a fun piece that goes into detail about how we develop Rivet. 
though it's pretty upsetting and frankly offensive that they never once mentioned me, given I was the lead writer and responsible for a ton of this development. She goes on to say, Seems like Mark's GDC talk makes it sound like a bunch of this stuff sprung up from nowhere. I was one of like four people in the room for most of Rivet's development. I was the one who said, we can't call her Ratchet. Gadget and Rivet were me. Sucks to have my work erased. Since we're talking about women's history, it's great, right? Um, this speaks to a broader issue of game devs being entirely erased from the narrative of their own work once they leave a studio. I'm not even credited as a writer on this game, despite de dedicating a year and a half of my life to it and creating Rivet's personality from scratch. At a time where story treatments were being rapidly iterated on, who wrote every single one of those story treatments? It wasn't Mark, it was me actually. I worked my ass off on this game for a long time, and it's misogynist erasure like this that makes my blood boil. And then she broke her own thread because she was so mad about it. Um, and she says, you know, someone, I guess I don't even deserve a name or the memory of having been a part of senior leadership on this project for years. So that's one thing. The fact that the lead writer of this character who create helped create this entire character's personality was completely erased when one of the other uh, members on the development team went to talk at GDC about this. However, she goes on to say, let's not even mention the fights I had to get into and the emails I had to send explaining why we should take the boobs and makeup off of Rivet. Uh, why would an alien mouse dog have human female secondary sex characteristics? Are lambaxes mammals? Do they breastfeed their young? If we don't answer these questions, the internet sure will. This is a real thing. I had to email at my real job. That's what she sent to them. And then she said, I literally included this tweet in my email to be like, do not let this happen to Rivet. And that tweet was um, an issue where uh, in Spyro, the Reignited Trilogy, they changed one of the basic ass like uh, kangaroos into this like tiny wasted red wigged female kangaroo because people just had to know that it was a girl. And she said... Um, at one point, I was yelled at in front of the whole office because I kept saying Lombax titties very loudly in the office whenever anyone would bring up Rivet's design, and it made people uncomfortable. Um, you know what made me uncomfortable? The Lombax titties. Uh, and then she goes, anyway, thanks in part to Xavier uh, 3D and Waffles. Um, and Rivet got jacked as hell, and Oz, uh, we also yeeted the titties. So, I wanted to bring this up. That, that's um, her words, not mine. I wanted to bring this up just to round out uh, Women's History Month and just point out that in a game as huge as Ratchet and Clank and as revolutionary for the PS5 as Ratchet and Clank was, one of the female lead writers was somehow forgotten about in the chaos, even though she was a she was like the reason that Rivet got her personality, and she had to send internal emails to fight to get titties yeeted off of a Lombax which is apparently not, like, shouldn't even be a thing in 2022. And it reminded me of the, um, what were we talking about at, uh, at uh, PlayStation? It was um, misogyny within the company, right? Yeah. And, like, how women were being looked over. This is literally a perfect example of that. Like, I cannot imagine being the lead writer on a character for years and then having somebody talk about it like they wrote it and then give me no credit. Because, yes, I am going to talk about how y'all tried to give titties to every fucking Lombax in the world and you named her Ratchet when the game is called Ratchet and Clank. What idiots. 
Why? How dare you? I'm not calling you guys idiots. Uh, yes, I am. I don't care. Um, <laughs> anyway, I want to round out uh, uh, Women's History Month with that lovely story of erasure and misogyny. Erase, erasure and misogyny over at PlayStation. So I did give y'all, I was trying to defend y'all for y'all little, you know, bitch-ass service. But then you go and do shit like this, so now you're back on my bad terms. Does anyone have anything to say about the erasure of women at, at PlayStation or in general from uh, gaming? What a great topic, right? <laughs> Uh, guess I'll go. It's my <laughs> my turn. I've been called upon as the token woman of hey, this podcast. I said anybody. I, know. I technically didn't call um, on you because I didn't want so, you to feel that way. No, I know. Um, the only thing that I want to say is that when you work at a company, sometimes you sign paperwork that any work you come up with is theirs. Um, that could be the case here. It's a legally binding contract. If you come up with ideas, even if they're not related to your job, your company can own them. So I do understand why she was left out if she left the company. Um, but yeah, um, wanting make... I, I've never understood like wanting makeup on video game characters. Um, it reminds me of like that fan-made Aloy. And people were like, hire oh, fans. Oh, like, oh my God, like why would she have makeup on? It's literally the apocalypse. Robots have taken over. Why? It wouldn't yeah. make any sense. Um, <laughs> but I would say that like, we've really gotten used to as a society, female characters looking a certain way. Even whenever I was a child, like Lola Bunny had like, a human woman's body and like eyelashes. They always had um, a female character has <laughs> eyelashes and a male character has eyebrows. That's just how it is. Uh, I'm not saying that's how it should be, but like that's how people view like any <laughs> animals in the spectrum of cartoons and like, you know, <coughs> um, video games. But like it, she's right. It's just some character that has nothing to do with like a human body um so why is it like that but like i don't know and to name it ratchet like i think what? it's pronounced ratchet rachet or maybe it's uh, rachet i could be Rache. i don't know <laughs> i don't know either way it I just I think the worst part is that the dude's name is Ratchet. So they're like, oh, Ratchet? Just call her Ratchet. Rachet. Like, what? So like, unoriginal. Like, she's you're not, a... like, she's her own Lombax, bitches. Like, she's not a fucking, like, yeah. secondary Lombax. She's a proud Lombax woman who don't need no titties. No. Because yeah, weird. It's weird, because then you have to set up physics for them. Like, come exactly. On. Oh, yeah. It's less work for the devs if they don't have to put titties on her. Yep. And this, by the way, is the picture of the tweet that she included. The oh. original kangaroo oh. versus oh. the reignited version. Like, oh my yeah. god, did they put, they, they they really put like, did. Literally a vest on it so that you can't see the boobs? They put a vest, they made her waist super tiny, they gave her a wig and eyelash. There are the eyelashes. Mm -hmm. I got right. Honestly, I'm telling you, watch a cartoon. It, it, I mean, even still, I guess, but like they always, the female characters have eyelashes. And I will also say, Kelly, that I, yeah, you're right. You know, they could have signed NDA agreements, like or agreements that just basically say we own everything that you, you that you create. Of course, that happens. However, 
in a conversation at GDC, I don't see an issue with saying, yeah, we made this. However, there are some great writers on here, including, uh, in- including, um, oh my God, I just had her name. Including Sam Maggs, who was one of the lead writers on this, who really made Rivet and gave her that personality. Nothing wrong with doing that in your speech. As a matter of fact, a good fucking person would give credit where it was due for creating that type of character. Like, and, and yeah, Kelly's not wrong. Like, they could have, that could be the reason that they didn't include her in the credits. However, even if she's not in the credits, if you're giving a talk on this game and you know that someone other than you was the reason that this character was so well loved and really gave it their personality, don't be the dickhead who doesn't give that person the credit for the work that they've done is what I will say about that. Like, that's such trash. I'm going to go through and and make all the articles at HP Critical by Jarrell Levy. And then when they talk about, Jarrell, how'd you do this? I'm be like, you know, just my brain. <laughs> Lots of work. Hard times. Lala! How'd you get an article out three minutes in, to between the next three minutes in there? Yeah, just me. It's just just the brilliance of Jarrell, you know? Like, what can I say? Anyway, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Keeper Brandon, any thoughts on, you know, this or being left out or being uncredited or women's history in general since it's the last day? Any, you know? Being left I know out you have penises, sucks. but it doesn't mean that you can't. Oh, <laughs> it does. Be- oh, yeah, but I mean, and again, you know, the whole legal stuff, you sign something, it belongs to the company. I don't know, maybe. See, this is. I can't believe I'm saying this. I don't know how we got here. This is why we need unions. Every everything I, it's funny and I want to laugh that I said that, but listen, you get a union to start drawing up these contracts where and you know, have an asterisk where it says, "While yes, you do own the rights to whatever I've worked on after I move on from the company, I am still to be credited in future interviews, future updates, future um remakes, remasters, what have you." Um but yeah, I mean, but again, it's, you know, they get away with this stuff. Um, and unless you're in Alabama, because <laughs> I was going to mention since you brought up unions, uh, the, the, the Amazon workers in Alabama have once again, so far, majority voted to not unionize, but continue. I was going to say something so bad. Um, <laughs> don't talk about Alabama. They might listen. <laughs> I was yeah, going to okay. say something too, and then I. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, just happy Women's Month. I mean, oh, I have I have family in Alabama. No, I don't. They moved. Happy Women's Month. Yeah, <laughs> oh, Month. not only Happy Women's Month, but tomorrow, or month? by the time you're listening this month, I said month. Uh, <laughs> tomorrow, or by the time that you're listening to this, it will be the HP Critical third year anniversary. This is episode 99 of the podcast. Um, episode 100 of the podcast will be recorded tomorrow during our three year celebration. So you may or may not see Kelly or Gabe there. However, Brandon and I will be there. We will be joined by uh, Chris. You muted yourself. Who's coming? You muted yourself when you were playing something. (laughs) It was an accident. Uh, Possibly some other people from HP Critical. We're just going to talk about our experiences in game journalism, gaming as a whole, why we love it, why we love what we're doing. Uh, It's going to be a great 100th anniversary held in Animal Crossing. So please look forward to that. Uh, Brandon, is there anything else that you want to talk about this story before I do my last minute spiel? Uh, Just that... In 2022, if 
you need to put boobs and makeup to denote that the character is female, then you need to not be in design. There's there are so many ways to let people know that it's female, which they did. Rivet is cl is clearly a strong female character, and they did that without boobs and makeup. So obviously, it's possible. So it's it's a shame that that's the first thing that they went to, but and that uh, name, y'all, y'all. Like, we're actually, I, but to, uh, I'm not necessarily going to defend it, but to give clarification why they even considered it, like the whole, per like, I haven't played Ratchet and Clank uh, a rift in time, but what I do know about the game is that the whole premise of that game supposedly is that Rivet is supposed to be kind of like this, like, I guess, like, alternate dimension version of Ratchet, which is why she's a Lombax and then has her own robot thing. So they were, so the naming thing. Let's be real. It was lazy. So they were just like, Ratchet? Ah, if you remember, fuck it, Ratchet. And like, no, come on. Come on. Just just because she's an ultimate doesn't mean she has to have the same damn name as the other character. You can be clever. I'm just glad that it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's troubling that the process for getting Rivet to where she was is, is, is as bad as it was. I'm just glad that the final design of Rivet and her name made her unique and you know, not stupid, <laughs> because people because, because because people that played Ratchet last year, they really liked Rivet char Rivet's character. Like they really enjoyed it, and they hoped that she returns in future games. I feel like if they had gone down any of these bad paths that they almost did, I feel like it would have been a different story we'd be talking about. So, you know, like leave out the lady who actually named them, though. <laughs> like yeah, that's a that's a bad that's a bad. This is not this is not this is not the this is not the perfect end. This is this is like. A, a decent end, but obviously there's a lot that should have still happened. That included. Yeah, she is, she is credited by multiple developers within Insomniac as the individual who did name Rivet. Um, and she goes on to talk about how uh, she said it should ideally also be named after a tool or a mechanism and should also be two syllables to evoke the similarity um, on speaking with uh, Ratchet, etc, etc. It's like... Uh, the GDC talk was called Lombax, Lombax Lessons, a Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart design post-mortem. And Mark Stewart went in there, said what he had to say, and completely left her out. Also, it is spelled R-A-T-C-H-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. How y'all pronounce that? Ratchet. Ratchet, yeah. 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 <laughs> they, they were the Oh, oh, but uh, they said that, you know, uh, they nixed it for being too diminutive and reducing her existence to a gender swap ratchet. Mm -hmm. They're taking credit for that, but it wasn't even them. Yeah. Anyway, we've gone on long enough. I am tired. It's been a wonderful time. Um, I would I would go on this whole spiel about what we're doing for the anniversary, but by the time you hear this, you will have missed it. And if you've missed it, shame, shame, shame. You can hear about it on episode 100. Um, yeah, thank you, Gabe. You're welcome. Thank you, Callie. You're very welcome. And thank you, Brando. No, Jarrell. Thank you. Oh my god. Don't send me to sleep like this. What? I'm gonna have like the best dreams before I go work for the man. Don't, don't don't have a good sleep. Have a great sleep. I'm sorry. I, I, watched, I, I watched Free Guy like a few days ago. That line is I like that line a lot. <laughs> I, 
All right. Uh, episode 100 is coming up soon. It's going to be awesome. And then for episode 101, we're probably going to have some guests back. And uh, instead of talking gaming news, we're going to play some games on episode 101. Because we're going to be past episode 100. It's going to be lots of fun. Uh, we're going to play some talk show games, not like actual games. You're not going to see a streaming uh, anyway. Yeah, no. We did it once. It was bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't think we should do it again. It was bad for you guys. It was fun for us. It's very hard to talk about stuff and play games at the same time, especially when zombies are trying to kill you. So, yeah, it's going to be great. We're going to play some cool uh, podcasting games, maybe some 20 questions in there. Who knows? It'll be a great time. Episode 101. Um, next week, episode 100 is coming out. Anyway, I- I'm talking. I'm rambling. Good night, everybody. Bye. Good night.